This is the Time Out with Shore Sports Podcast, covering sports on the shore with Mark Potter and Mike Bradley, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. Now, here are your hosts, Mark and Mike. Again, episode number 29, Mark Potter, Mike Bradley alongside, and my goodness, uh, thanks to all those that uh, listened and commented about the Queen Anne's County girls lacrosse program last week. And uh, We had a good time, and uh, there's no surprise why Queen Anne's is so successful in coming off the championship with interviewing those girls. Very, very impressive, very driven, and uh, great to see that they already have some really good colleges that they're going to be attending next year. But, hey, first things first is see if they can defend that title this year. Yeah, and uh, the the table stacked, uh, that's for sure. This force, uh, first portion of the podcast uh, brought to you by our friends at uh, the Preston Automotive Group is uh, the Edge Training Academy, where passion meets performance, located in Stevensville at 112 Log Canoe Circle in the Chesapeake Bay Business Park, now offering 24-hour gym access. More information at theedgetrainingacademy.com. And, you know, I, I don't know what your week was like. Uh, this past weekend, mine was filled with racing. Well, announcing, right? No, no. Oh, just watching. Okay. I I watched the truck race from Daytona on Friday night, the Xfinity race from Daytona on Saturday afternoon. And then yesterday was the, I mean, on Sunday was the Daytona 500. What I was impressed, 70,000 people at the Super Bowl, all not wearing masks, by the way. Right. Um, And 150,000 at the Super Bowl, all not wearing masks, by the way. And uh, it just, it was good to see Daytona sold out like it used to be years ago. It was really good. Well, and the headline with the rookie yeah. getting it done. And a ve- I mean, he won by .036 seconds. Yeah. So very tight there at the end. There was a crash at the finish. I mean, it was right? everything you wanted. It was. It's a great way to kick off the year. And unlike the NFL, where the Super Bowl's at the end of the year, Daytona 500 is NASCAR Super Bowl that they start the year with. Yeah. But yeah. if that's any indication now, I'm not going to pretend in any way to be a huge car enthusiast. I used to follow it a lot more when I was a kid, Mark. Davey Allison was my favorite racer. Mm-hmm. And then I even followed IndyCar a little bit. Michael Andretti was my favorite. But, yeah, a great start to the season there. And the, what, Penske, right? Uh, his Penske yeah. team. And it was at Roger's uh, birthday. birthday. What, yeah. 88th birthday, uh, I think? I don't know. But, uh, uh, yesterday, yeah. But it was the 64th running of the Daytona 500. It, this year... For some reason, I think it has to do with the next-gen car, the new car, uh, and, you know, just the composite and, and the carbon fiber and all that, you know, just making the drivers have to drive the cars again. Uh, and it just, I'm excited about the season. And to see it open up and kick off the way it did uh, two weeks ago in L.A. in the Coliseum and, and then come full circle to, to the, the big track, you know, two-and-a-half-mile Daytona International Speedway, um, a track I've been to many a times, and I absolutely loved the tight racing yesterday, and I, I thought it was entertaining. Well, and you talk about the Coliseum with the venue. I, I love the interesting venues that sports sometimes are able to say, hey, let's see if we can figure out having a race or having a game here, and I thought that was really cool. Uh, but, you know, nothing, of course, supplants Daytona, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it was just it, it was a lot of fun. Uh, yes, Austin Cindric won it in the two-car 
um, you know, that used to be driven by Brett Kasolowski. Brett Kasolowski had moved over and um, helped, you know, become a part owner of the Roush Fenway racing team. And, uh, of course, Brad wrecked a couple people yesterday, so he's taking heat <laughs> for that. And, you know, it just, I don't know, it was it was exciting. And, you know, that Daytona will probably be the only race that I watch 100% from, you know, green to checkered this year. But at the same time, uh, I'm looking forward to following along uh, this year as we go. Now, not that you're an average fan, Mark, because you've got a busy schedule, but I think for the average fan, that's where, right, with Daytona is that race where they're watching it from start to finish there. And, you know, the one unfortunate thing is nearby in Dover that it has gone from two races a year to just the one race now. Yeah, and, uh, you know, as a matter of fact, uh, it's good to know that uh, Dover is going to be uh, jumping on board. I'll have tickets to give away on the morning show on 94.3 Winks FM. Oh, there's a uh, plug in, for the in, morning show. Yeah, in the month of March. <laughs> so you'll want to be listening for you your go. chance to win to see uh, the races at Dover this year. You know, and it's just uh, the, the whole racing thing is changing. I mean, you know, they're they're going back to you know, 150,000 people at Daytona. It was sold out. People mm-hmm. were hungry for it. So it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out uh, over the, uh, uh, you know, over the next, uh, what, 11 months. Maybe, maybe in some ways, you know, COVID's helping out the, the racing because it made people hungry again for it. In person, that is. Yeah, in person. Uh, yeah and you could be right. Not it's, it's getting me excited to see what happens with the local racetracks. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, here in the area, we've got uh, uh, US 13, Dragway, and, of course, Delaware mm-hmm. International. We've got Georgetown Speedway right. up on 113. Yep. You know, those are the two local dirt tracks. And then, of course, I announced a Dominion Raceway down in Thornburg, Virginia, um, which is yeah, down, down 95, exit 118. And, uh, you know, it'll be I'm looking forward to seeing what kind of crowds show up there. It's funny. The 13 dirt track in Del Mar. Uh-huh. Years ago, I headed down to the beach and to, to meet up with uh, some family friends that attended uh, my church at the time. And. They uh, they ended up, and I, I missed them at the beach. I missed them because I was supposed to catch up with them to go to the track. So I ended up driving all the way to the beach and then had to turn around and drive inland to meet up with them. And I had never been to a dirt track before, and boy, was it loud. And I didn't have anything for my ears i didn't know what i was getting into they just said oh yeah they went to a, a racetrack and i was like all right well that sounds fun i'll go i had no idea and i don't know why but i had no idea but i'm telling you there were that was something to see that up close and personal like that that's pretty cool stuff you know dirt track racing i've always been a fan of dirt track <laughs> racing. I, i've announced it potomac speedway and mm-hmm. uh the rock uh, out in cumberland and you know i've announced it bedford and and i've, I've announced it georgetown before okay yeah yeah know? i've driven and, by their Many, many oh, a time. Man, yeah, let me tell yeah. you, it's it's, it's great so spot. much fun. You know, they 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 take it into the corner and then they kick it sideways, and mm-hmm. you know, it's it's just it's a fun sport. So, yeah, I would encourage you to go out and, and you know just take a look at some racing. There's a lot of racing around. You know, there's a lot of go kart tracks around as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, d- down in uh, um, uh, Mardella. Yeah, That's where I learned to drive. Yeah. So, yeah, no kidding. So, but uh, yeah, so it, it's uh, racing. It's exciting times, and I'm glad to see that racing is uh, back rolling along here. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Want to talk some high school basketball? We'll talk that next right here on Time Out with Shore Sports, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. 
Hi folks, David Wilson Jr. of the Preston Automotive Group here. Did you know that we can deliver your vehicle straight to your home or office? You can view and purchase vehicles from Preston's complete inventory online at PrestonMotor.com. Preston Automotive Group is here to ensure you get exactly what you've been looking for. We can even custom order select brands straight from the source. Integrity, urgency, teamwork, personal growth, attention to detail, community. These are the core values we live by here at the Preston Automotive Group. We're family, friends, and professionals. Visit us online at PrestonMotor.com to get started today. This portion of the podcast is sponsored by our friends at Brett Moy Therapy Associates, located at 460 Main Street in Stevensville. Let Rick Brett and the staff get you back to feeling new again, accepting most insurance policies, so step away from the pain by calling Brett Moy Therapy Associates at 410-604-2982. Stop by and saw Rick uh, the, the other day, so uh, always good to see Rick Perrette, and we appreciate his support. Absolutely. Uh, so uh, let's talk basketball okay and of course the uh, the bayside championships uh, the girls are playing tuesday night mm-hmm. boys are playing wednesday night right uh queen ants is in both games and yeah how about that uh, yeah, yeah and uh they'll be uh, they'll be playing for the girls who played decatur out of berlin mm-hmm. who uh, went undefeated this who, year yes and yeah. a very good team and uh, and then on Wednesday they're going to play Y High in the boys' baseline. Yeah, shocker, right? Butch yeah. Waller and the Indians. Yeah, yeah and uh, uh, you'll be able to hear those games on ninety four three Wings FM and uh, ForeverMidshore dot com. Just click on the Wings FM radio link and then listen live, and mm-hmm. you'll be able to listen that way. Uh, which means if you're at your house, you can listen via Alexa. She can she can hook you up. You know, and uh, and listen to the game. Uh, Tuesday night, it's going to be myself and Matt Griffith. Nice. Yeah, we'll yeah. be doing the play-by-play, yep. and uh, you'll be back here in the studio just I like will. old times. Yeah, that's right. And, that's right. Uh, then you're, keep, keep, keep the rust off, right? Yeah, and, and then you're bailing on us Wednesday night, much like Griffith is. <laughs> so Griffith's not going to be able to do the uh, boys game on Wednesday because – He's got to go watch his daughter play lacrosse. Well, Wednesday night, I have to watch my daughter. Because I told you, bring her with you. My wife is coming back to work. No, that's not going to happen. Yeah. No, not at, not in two and a half months. No, yeah, this is this is not conducive for her to, to being here. No. Sure there is. So you put her right up no. here on the counter, she's good to go. No. Um, <laughs> well, you know what? I, I, since I did lose uh, you know, Griffith on Wednesday, I mean, you can come out and you can call the uh, game with me. Just bring her with you. <laughs> so. So I get somebody in the stands to, to keep yeah. uh, keep watch over. I'm sure we can find a babysitter. <laughs> it's not like Probably I haven't can. done that before. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Yeah, I'm not sure how the missus would react to that. Uh, although she probably wouldn't be surprised if I pitched her the idea. All right. Uh, first of all, rule yeah. number one of fatherhood and and husbandhood. Yes. All right. What she don't know won't hurt her. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Actually, you know, Brooke this is coming pretty... from a guy that's been married a couple of times. I, so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'll take that with a grain of salt. I, you know, actually, Brooke's pretty cool about things in general, especially with sports, and she's always been very supportive of the career. So, I mean, being a big sports person that she is, she'd probably be a little bit more lenient <laughs> on that. But, you know, yeah, I guess I'll find out as the as time goes on how much I can push the envelope on that. <laughs> there were many races that I went and announced that my daughter insisted on going and, yeah, and nice. somebody would watch them. You know, they, they'd just chum around mm. with them. And, uh, you know, because my kids loved going. Now, not anymore. You know, they're right. too old and it, they're too cool for Well, now that you're now. visiting them, which yeah, is pretty cool. That's but right. yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, girls basketball, Bayside Championship, as I mm-hmm. said, it'll be on 94.3 Winks FM and ForeverMidshore.com. Uh, we're do- I decided I wanted to broadcast those games 
Those games have always been held in the Wicomico Civic Center. Right. I was going to ask you about that for, yeah. for folks that are wondering, well, wait a minute, why are these games at Queen Anne's? Isn't that a, a home court advantage unfair since both teams are actually playing in it? This was set up before the, the matchups were determined. Gotcha. Right. But right. Queen Anne's is a big school, mm-hmm. and they have a big gym. They do. Yeah. And uh, not that it's going to matter because each player – each twenty, there's 21 rostered players on each team, mm-hmm. and uh, each gets six tickets. Okay. And, okay, and and that's it. Yeah, it's so, a long trip from Berlin to Centerville, though. Yeah, it, it is. Um, and uh, you know, it's one of those things that uh, I felt like the Civic Center got a lot of people to go down there to watch those games from all the different schools. They did. We've we've done some games down there. Yeah, yeah. and I was like, you know what? Maybe we need to do the games um, so that those that aren't going to get to see yeah. will at least get to listen yes. to the game. Yes. No, so. that's great, Mark. No, And I'm sure that it's much appreciated by folks that you know can't make that time commitment on the road to get up there but certainly want to root on their uh, their team. Yeah, yeah. and uh, a shout-out to Dan DeBronze, the, uh, the athletic director at Stephen Decatur. Mm-hmm. You know, I sent uh, little text messages out to coaches and what have you and athletic directors about – trying to help find some sponsorships to cover our costs with it. It's not cheap. Right. You know? And the uh, Browns uh, was the first one back with, uh, I'm sitting at the house on Saturday, and I get a call from Bull on the Beach in Ocean City. And they jumped on board nice. to sponsor the girls game. Yeah, you know, which I thought. Was Gee, I've been trying to get them to sponsor Ravens games. Hmm. I wonder uh, huh. why I didn't get a response from them, but you did. <laughs> yeah. You know what? It's overtime yeah. live. No, baby. I, it's no, it's great. No, I know. Yeah. No, it's great, and it's local. But that's local, and, yeah. and you're right. Actually, and no surprise, they're really good. And look, the high schools that make the effort to reach out to the local community that say, yeah. "Hey, this, this, the athletic department, and 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 any other department, the drama department, that hey, we're a part of this. We we need you. We need your participation, even if you don't have kids or your kids." Kids have long graduated. Right. We need you to be a part of this and to continue. So those schools that make the effort, that's why things like that happen. Mark. And Jeff Anthony, uh, the assistant coach of the Queen Anne's girls basketball mm-hmm. team, uh, called me with four sponsors. That's fantastic. You know, and it's Great. like, thank you. This yeah. is this is awesome. Yeah. You know, we appreciate yeah. it. And if you because I don't back, come cheap. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. And if you think back, you know, when we all when we first started doing games on the radio, the football games, mm-hmm. it started because Brian Sofanowski right. put me in touch with people like Bobby Willie and such and yeah. you know that's how it built mm-hmm. and you know when we get to the fall this year this will be overtime lives 14th year yeah 14 years yeah you know and so that's exciting but in its own i self. still and it's funny every time you say that though i'm thinking yeah i guess that's right but i still go back to the easton days i mean for yeah, me it, well, i still feel like the the oh four whenever you started doing easton i mean really if it weren't for that, then there's no OTL. I mean, at least Correct. you had the foundation. So to me, it's more than 14 years in my yeah, book. It'll so. be the 19th year of calling football. Okay, here there on you the go. Shore. Okay, that's okay. That's so, the number. Okay, which is yeah. just crazy. Yeah. Which means we're not too far from the 20th either. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll have to have a hell of a party next year. Yeah, yeah. So, well, for let's sure. start thinking about that. But yeah, but it's going to be interesting to see um, the the matchups. Well, I was going to um, say, give us the break. So, who won the matchup during the regular season? It was. Uh, it well, was Decatur. Because they're undefeated. Yeah, that's and, right. yeah. and Decatur was up big, and then they let uh, the, uh, the the Lions back in the ball game. Mm-hmm. Um, the big play for you're going to have uh, Kendall Moxie. All right, that's you know, Kendall Moxie's the big for the Lions for Queen Anne's, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, she's very aggressive on the boards. 
you know, in the last game, in the last matchup, I can't remember exactly how many points she scored. However, they did limit uh, the points that she got. She was still double digits. Uh, But the difference was that when she got the ball down in the post, the one thing that that Moxie does, that I, and I've talked to her about this, is when she gets that ball, she puts it on the floor. Yeah. You can't put it on no. the floor when you're a no. post player like that. Because yeah, got to keep it up. When, when you have somebody like Decatur, who is guarding her with Gardner, okay? And, and Gardner is, I, I joke around saying she's a sixth-year junior because it seems like she's been there forever. Yeah, yeah. And she's just a junior, but she's a very good basketball player. Um, and, and she's special. And so she guards, but as soon as Moxie touches the ball, they bring a guard down mm-hmm. and, and double her. Yeah. You know, so she's got to get— I go swiping for the ball yeah. when she brings it down. And, yeah, and they, yeah. so they've got to— be a more of a threat, Queen Anne's does, from the outside, okay? okay. Um, because, you know, they're going to need, you know, the Bailey Penders and, and the others to to really, the Pender sisters. To make and, them and, pay for double teaming. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody's got to make them pay. It's kind right. of like, you know, I'm sitting there thinking about Virginia Tech, all right? Virginia Tech will get the ball to Cavaluma, you know, down low or to Mutz, and they'll collapse on them, and then those guys throw them out to, to Murphy or Kutor um, or, or uh, uh, you know, Padula or, or anybody else, and they're draining threes. The problem is if you're going to live by the three, you die by the right. three, much like when they played against North Carolina on uh, Saturday. So to me, they are going to have to do a good job of you know, really using their offense to their advantage. Defensively, I, I think they got Nadia Bullock who will light them up from the outside. In fact, they've got um, uh, Sam Boger, a freshman, uh, Decatur does, that is just out of this world. And, you know, I mean, she's a three point shooter. Mm-hmm. You know, they've got three girls that'll shoot it from the three consistently. So you have to decide what kind of defense mm-hmm. you're going to use. In the last matchup, you know, Queen Anne's was using a 1 3 1. The thing about Decatur is they play straight up man. Mm-hmm. They're going to be in your face, straight up man. Yeah, that's that's the kind of defense I like to play and as you're, coach. You're going to have to pick your poison. You know, do you are you going to be able to come out and play them man, play Decatur man, put some pressure on them? Mm-hmm. Um, if you're going to play a one three one, I would recommend playing it kind of like when I coached and, and we played a one three one. We called it a forty, and it was um, the it was the point zone defense, and that's. Wherever the ball is, you're pressuring the ball, you know, and or you may a matchup zone. Yeah, pretty mm-hmm. much, and and you're just you pressuring that ball. So mm-hmm. it doesn't have to matter if the ball's you know ten foot behind the three point line. You're out on that ball. You're mm-hmm. pressuring it. So you're not right. You're not playing a, a soft zone, as they right. would say. Right. Yeah. Right. And because you got to you got to create, you know, them. Uh, you got to force them to put up bad shots. And and really, that's if you sit back, they're going to drain it all day long. Well, and the thing is contested too. You know, you you yeah. you want to contest as many as possible. But you're right. There's only so many players you could stop. So at some point, it's you're going to have to live with maybe one of their players having a game, but you're hopefully able to limit contain the other two. And you can't really press them because if you're going to press, it's got to kind of be a soft press because just to eat up clock. Because they're so good with the ball, Decatur yes, is, yeah. to get the ball down the yeah. court. Um, you know, if I was Queen Anne's, I'd slow the game way down. I, yeah. I'd slow it down. Yeah. And, they, yeah. you know, and because that's how 
Parkside got back in the game against Decatur uh, last week. Mm-hmm. You know, Decatur was up by 19. Yeah, so and it got really close. You yeah. know, and Parkside, you know, they slowed it down a little bit. Decatur didn't. They don't like to slow down too much, and the officials got a little help from them as well. You know, so and that made it a two-point game in the end. Well, that's the other thing too is offensive strategy is trying to get one of their players or two of their players into foul trouble. Well, and Garner got in foul trouble the first matchup. And uh, for Decatur, um, but you know, she did okay, and they had other players that could step up and, and kind of mm-hmm. you know, frustrate Moxie, so to speak. You know, um, you know the kind of game. I don't know. I, I don't know if they they want the officials to let them you know beat the hell out of each other, right? Or well, you'll or, find or out or early on. Tight. Yeah, right. and right. the last time they played, it was a football game for a while. Does it? Yeah. yeah, and and they let them they let them play. Hey, as long was, as you're consistent, you know, yeah. early on you figure out how they're going to call it. But as long as they're consistent with that throughout the game, that's all you can ask for ultimately. And uh, but you're right. That's one of the things that my dad taught me though. When you talk about bringing the ball down as a big, it's one of the first things he taught me is yeah, you've got to keep the ball up uh, when a guard. Uh, passes the ball into you and then as well I think the anticipation of the double team okay when I get the ball I may be getting it right back out you know let let that double team come just enough so that when I get it back out somebody's open and it may require two passes one you know one to a guard and then that guard to somebody else as they swing it around but that's that's one of the things about having the awareness okay once they double where am I going and a lot of times you want to try to go if possible you want to go opposite wing you know if you're down the one block you want to go opposite wing to a guard with the way the defense rotates on a double and you usually have somebody open there yeah and of course if they're open you got to make them pay. Well, that's right. You got you, the to. shot's got to fall. No yeah. doubt about it. Talking high school basketball, when we come back, we're going to talk about the boys' game. That's coming up right here on Time Out with Shore Sports, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. Speaking of officials. I can't believe we have to make this commercial. It's ridiculous. You'll think it's ridiculous, too. Listen to this. This commercial is about, well, It's about parents being rude at high school athletic events. Ridiculous, right? It gets worse. Studies show more than 75% of new high school officials are quitting because of bad adult behavior. So now there's a shortage of refs here in Maryland. In almost all sports. No officials means no more games. Is that what you want for us? Come on, parents. It's time to grow up. Cheer for your team. Be proud of your children. But stop being so ridiculous. And don't make us run another commercial. Because we will. This message presented by the Maryland Public Secondary Schools Athletic Association and the Maryland State Athletic Directors Association. Reminding you to always practice good sportsmanship. This portion of Time Out with Shore Sports presented by the Preston Automotive Group is sponsored by College Placement Consulting, providing invaluable college planning and high school guidance from sophomore through senior year. Let the dedicated professionals at College Placement Consulting help your child prepare for college. Go online to schedule a no-obligation appointment now at collegeplacementconsulting.com. Highly recommended. I I didn't do it, and uh, I regret it because they help you and get you prepared for the college experience as well as help you with SATs and and help you with uh, you know deciding on which college is right for you. There's a lot. I, I encourage you to check them out, collegeplacementconsulting.com. Yeah. So the boys' game is going to be on Wednesday night. 
Queen Ants. Both at six o'clock, right? Uh, yes, yeah. and okay. both, yeah, and uh, so we'll be on the air with the Roto Rooter pregame show at five forty-five. Okay. So um, they, I tell you, they, they've got a lot of talent on that team. Um, yeah, KJ Smothers is really for Queen Ants. Queen Ants, right? Uh, they, he is a beast when it comes to guarding. All right, a smaller guy, of course. He's going to guard a guard. Um, uh, you know, Aaron Robinson, he took him out, limited Aaron Robinson just nine points in their game against Ken Island on Friday night that won them the Bayside title. Mm-hmm. How about uh, that, by the way? The the Warren Shore basketball edition yeah, for the Bayside uh, championship, yeah, or I'm to get into the Bayside championship. I'm still yeah. trying to figure out when they limit kids to just four tickets, okay? That student section was packed. Yeah. You know? And yeah. uh, I talked to uh, Dan Harding, the athletic director. He says, I swear I think they came in the back door. Because I, <laughs> I personally stood at the door for three quarters to make sure nobody came in without a ticket. Right. And Queen Anne's, they were only getting two tickets. And they, they had half the stands full over there. So Where was the game played at? At Ken Island. Okay. So then, and, you know, then, Mark, so be it. What? And that's my point. It's like... Who cares? Kind of the way I feel yeah. about these Bayside well, I mean, but we, with, COVID and su- with COVID and such, get the kids in. You want the atmosphere. Those players work so hard to be able to play in front of their fellow students uh, is a huge thing. And to have the camaraderie, the atmosphere, they're going to remember that for a long time, if not the rest of their life. So, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. I'm not, I'm not, no, I'm not going to complain about that. I agree with you. Um, Vince Gilberto for the Lions is going to need to have a big game. And uh, so is Colin Athey and Joe Monahan. They, they've got to have big games um, for the Lions in order to be able to compete with the likes of Jace Freeman and, and the rest of the gang down there, Why High, that's coming in. Now, Why High's beatable because Jay and Bennett did it this year. They did. Yeah. Although Why High got them back later at yeah, the end to get into the championship on, on yeah. Thursday night. They, yeah, they won. Yeah. But uh, you know, I, I think it's uh, Bennett had a good year, by the way. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. did yeah. a lot better than the football team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, I think that it's going to be a good game, and and I think that uh, it, it'll be a good matchup, and uh, I, I think probably it could be a preview of the region final. Okay. Um, although, don't underestimate Ken Island. Okay. Because Ken Island, while they did lose this time, they beat Queen Anne's the first time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Ken Island's just got to be more consistent. They had gotten out to a big lead and just gave it away. But, you know, Bryce Ravenbush, you know, names you fam- are familiar from the football From team. the football, right. You know, Aaron Robinson, you know, is, had a big year. Matt Burnside, you know, so the, that trio right there is who really led the Ken Island Buccaneers. Now, I'm curious, in terms of home court advantage in the Bayside, how much does that hold true, or is it doesn't really matter? The better team usually wins no matter the venue. Well, I, I I still believe that there there can always be a home court advantage when you have the student body. We don't have a home court advantage this year, okay? Because they've limited the attendance. You know, I'm hoping that uh, later on today, when the uh, Maryland State Board of Education meet, that they say, you know what, let let's do away with these masks. Like, it's not going to happen. They're not going to do it. You know, but. They've given the off-road ramps for, for counties. Right. You know, so 
let's but still it, let, let's get rid of it and yeah. and let's let people in we already know they're going to let them in when they go back outside i mean at this right at this point with where the numbers are and all that it, you'd really hope that they end up you know making that change we'll, we'll yeah. see but you're right but i'll say this in areas that have been cautious they're now also saying let's get rid of the masks so that's yeah. a that's a good sign and maybe that will weigh in we'll have to see well, my yeah. whole point is the, right. if if the state buildings for the state government offices do not have to wear masks starting tuesday today when right. you're listening to this mm-hmm. or before you know then why at the schools yeah yeah so, so, with a younger population that's not right. nearly as impacted more usually. resilient yeah. you know uh, I'm with you. shape. Yeah. Well, not to so, get off of the weeds, but but that but to your point about home court advantage, right? So it's different right now as we're dealing with COVID. Okay. During normal times, I'll ask the question: Is there a home court advantage in the base side, or is it usually the, just the best team wins? I, I think it's a little bit of both. I, I think there is a home court advantage if if they're kind of close. You know. Yeah, but, that's what I mean. You know, right. If then, they're kind of close. Right. But if you get to a rivalry, anything's possible. Yeah. And you look at somebody like Cambridge. So Cambridge, we always thought their natural rivalry was Easton. Yes. But I, I think they kind of rival with North Carolina. And and everybody hates North Carolina, it seems. You know, there's always, you know, <laughs> that seriously. I mean, you get over into North Carolina, the basketball gym. Oh, man. And there's, it's, it's just for whatever reason. But now, correct me if I'm wrong. And, and I get it that there are schools that have more than one rival, at least in some sports. Sure. There is a North Dorchester as a basketball team, do they not? Yes, they do. Okay. But but that's not their rival. And no, because... In the county, well... North, North Dorchester's down a little bit. No, I understand. Okay? I understand, yeah. You know, There's got to be a competitiveness to it right. to make it a rivalry, too. Exactly. Totally now, get it. Now, yeah. don't get me wrong. North yeah. Dorchester, um, while they haven't been consistent, there have been some good moments for them. Okay. Which okay. leads me to this next thing okay you were talking about in county and in county rivals yes you know north dorchester cambridge south dorchester mm-hmm. you know st michael's has a basketball team too and yes easton that's not really a rival however i gotta give a tip of the hat to coach murphy and coach ricks down there at st michael's and all of those boys because they went to mardella last week and beat mardella 59 25 to snap an 11-year losing streak. Yeah, that's 11-year, not, not 11 not, game. Not, not an 11-year losing streak to Mardella. Right. That's an 11-year losing streak. Period. And you figure there's 18 games a year. You say 20. Yeah. 20 games a year. Yeah, that's 220 games yeah. in a row. And I, and I had no idea. And I mean, I'd like to say that I, I know a fair amount around these parts with high school sports in general, not just football. I had no idea that yeah. they had an 11-year losing streak. Like I that. didn't know it was that long. No, but, you no. Know, so, but man, those kids. But boy, the thing that just impresses me the most is not just the kids that are playing this year. But the kids that have played for the last 11 years. <laughs> right, that have and, endured most of that. Right, right or and, all of that. And yeah. still went out and still practiced every day, mm-hmm. still competed every yeah. game, and not one time did those kids quit. Mm-hmm. And to go 11 years every single day. That's a huge test. Thinking that you don't have a chance in hell at winning the game. Right, right. You know, or even well, not, more not th- even thinking, knowing. Right. You know, and just knowing. 
And Mark, they didn't just win that game. They blew them out. Yes, they did. That's, that's the other thing about it. It wasn't like a one-point win or a buzzer beater. And a, I mean, they, they won huge in that one. They so did. I think they might have let out 11 years of frustration on Mardella. Yeah. And Mardella just happened to be the team that Yeah. And, and now Mardella will go down in history. And they've, you know, they've got a storied program there at Mardella over the years. Hey, do, just, I mean, I'm looking at the one ace this year. What's happened to Mardella and Pocomo and even Snow Hill? Where are these teams, both boys and girls? this year yeah they're not to be found anywhere yeah it's, it's a, a down really down year for them it is and uh but you know what st. chris Fields went yeah. in there and you know mardell is now known the team that st michael's <laughs> beat to snap an 11 year well it had to street. be somebody mark had it, to be somebody did, so. i agree so yeah. but uh, you know good stuff there we're talking high school sports right now time out with shore sports presented by our friends at for All Seasons, Behavioral Health and Rape Crisis Center, providing outpatient mental health, psychiatric education, and rape, rape crisis services to the English and Spanish-speaking communities, regardless of one's ability to pay. For more information, check them out at forallseasonsinc.org. We'll have our Mental Health Minute coming up here in just a little bit, but uh, uh, still no word from James McCormick at North Carolina for high school football. Yeah, well, as we talk about every day, every week that goes by, it leads me to believe that he's going to come back for one more season and, and groom somebody to, to take over for him that he feels comfortable in doing it. And I, I completely respect that. I understand it. Um, yeah, it, it's a shame that it wasn't able to be – well, if things play out the way we think, we think he'll be he'll be back at this point. It's a shame that he wasn't able to go out with his two longtime assistants. But – that said, you know, things happen, and, um, you know, if he feels that this is best, uh, he's earned the right, certainly, to be able to leave his program uh, in what he feels is capable hands so that the program can continue or at least has a chance to continue the success that he had there. So I, I respect that. Now, here's something interesting. Now, I, I, I can tell you that I've heard of, of no names pop up yet out of the Bayside, but Next door in the Henlopen Conference, uh, last week the Cape Henlopen Board District decided not to renew the contract of J.D. Mole, who's a Cape graduate. Mm -hmm. So he's been there four years, and uh, unfortunately, after having a successful run uh, at a Division II school upstate, a very successful run, he was not very successful at Cape at all. In fact, this year he had a bunch of seniors, and they were expected to do big things, and they won, I believe, one game. Mm -hmm. So that job is open. That is a very ripe job because that is a school that has a growing population. They have a ton of resources. It's one of the richer school districts in Sussex County, frankly, in the state of Delaware. That is a highly desirable job. So while I'm hearing that maybe some assistance from Smyrna, who put in for the job when it came open four years ago, may put in again, I'm just you never know what assistance in the Bayside may say, hey, this is my chance, and look, there's an opportunity to have success, and I have resources to back me up with a strong presence. Uh, community and and a lot of money so just keep an eye out on that it'll be interesting and the first person that comes to my mind who is an amazing coach uh is glenn phillips um at parkside and you know it, he's rumored to have put in for the jm bennett job um as well and uh, he's still at parkside and you know the offensive that, coordinator there, the former yeah. head coach at Laurel, went to a title game back in I want to say twelve, thirteen, or fourteen with him. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. he's just he's an offensive wizard, you know, and you know likes to run the ball, ground to pound, do what he has to. 
But uh, he's, well, I think that's right. Uh, that, that's as much Riley's influence as him. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's adapted right. to to an extent. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. but I, you know, I think that he's, uh, yeah, he would be somebody that, yeah, I, I think he'd do well at JM Bennett. It'll be interesting to see how that because well, you and I still can't figure out what in the world happened at JM Bennett this year. You know, yeah. numbers way down. Uh, their performance didn't win any games. You know, it just. Well, and we say that first and foremost because they're a three A. They're the biggest yeah. school. Now that doesn't always equate necessarily, but it's not as if the Bennett football program, even as a three A, has languished over the years. Mark, right. yeah, they've had their ups and downs, but that said, they've still in the last ten years they've had a fair amount of success. So to see it where it ended up being. And and we're not saying this is any you know we're we're not casting aspersions or anything but right. you know it, we felt for for the whole program but to see them win uh, you know very very little this year in fact were they winless this I year I don't think they won yeah they were yeah. they were winless this year uh, I was thinking they had a win um, it was yeah it was shocking to see that 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 was the case they I, that's right they lost the one game by one point and they mm-hmm. almost got that win yeah. against Southern or South River I think it was yeah. so you know and hopefully they'll be back. You know, and rising. But, yeah, we still haven't heard, though, an announcement of Bennett. We talk about Caroline. But, okay, right now, as of now, McCormick's still the head coach. But what's going on at at Bennett? You know, the the longer they wait. Yeah, and you got weightlifting going on and all that right now to get ready for the season. Well, supposedly, yeah. I mean, it's right now it's on the kids to have to conduct all that and realize, too, that uh, I don't think they had a JV team last season. So that doesn't help the feeding of the varsity program either so that whoever comes in is going to be behind the eight ball uh with the uh with the program but certainly you'd like to think that there's an opportunity for success there but who knows who knows what's going on if they maybe it's telling that they haven't hired somebody yet yeah, that could that could be as you well know, what what reason that is you know we will have to dig on that we're going to step up a level next when we come back right here time out with shore sports presented by the preston automotive group Hi, I'm Beth Ann Langrill with For All Seasons. When you encounter someone who is acting unkind, it's easy to think, what is wrong with you? Try taking a step back and instead thinking, I wonder what happened to that person. They might be facing a health issue or experiencing significant stress at home or at work. Extend a kind word or a hand to this person. You can ask without judgment, are you doing okay? I notice you seem upset. Is there anything that I can do? Reaching out to someone in this way will help them feel acknowledged. Whether it's an adult or a child, remember that each person is experiencing things we know nothing about. Your understanding could give someone the lift that they truly need. This Mental Health Minute has been brought to you by For All Seasons Behavioral Health and Rape Crisis Center. For All Seasons is your community resource offering therapy and psychiatry to children, adults, and families. Call 410-822-1018 for more information. Time out with Shore Sports, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. This portion is sponsored by Midshore Exteriors. Handling your roofing, siding, and gutter needs across the shore, every details matter. So let the Master Elite GAF certified and shingle master roofers take care of your home or business today. More information at midshoreexteriors.com. While you're there, check out where you can enter to win a free roof, courtesy of our friends at Midshore Exteriors. Yeah, go to midshoreexteriors.com. Maybe you know someone that uh, can't afford a new roof, but they need one. Share that story at midshoreexteriors.com. Deadline to enter coming up. It's on the 28th of February. So uh, I want to turn our attention to... uh, 
college basketball momentarily. All right. And uh, Chesapeake College ranked fourth in the nation. Now, by the time you listen to this podcast, that may change. They may drop a little bit because they did lose to Cecil County um, in uh, on Saturday. But uh, that's just their second loss of the year. Mm. And uh, they have a, a kid from Kent County that graduated, Jay Sean Freeman. You probably remember the name. Mm-hmm. Basketball player and football player. And uh, he's getting it done. And uh, kudos to him. He is almost, if he's not there already, an academic All-American. Good for him because that's, that's what's most important. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, and, and one of the team leaders there and uh, in, in talking with the coach, it, they believe that he is going to be able to move on, mm-hmm. um, you know, because that's ultimately that's the role of the JUCO program. Correct. Yeah, you know, get your two years in and then go play two more years of eligibility. Mm-hmm. But it is possible that Freeman could leave after this year. He's been that impressive. Mm. So, uh, but uh, you know, keep an eye on Chesapeake College. They, they've got uh, some guys getting it done. You know, Jay Sean Freeman's there, Craig Turner, uh, Mozzie Thames. You know, guys that come from across the bridge mm-hmm. um, and uh, and playing well. And uh, that's they'll be they're coming up the beginning of March. Uh, they'll start playing in the Region Twenty tournament. Now they have the potential to go far there. Nice. Yeah. Well, I I feel like they don't get a lot enough attention. That is Chesapeake College and their athletic program as a whole. Well, and I can tell you, their coach is absolutely amazing when it comes to keeping me informed as to what's going. Good. On. Good. You know, we need more of that. Yeah. Better than any other coach there is on the shore. I can yeah. tell you that. Yep. So uh, the other thing I want to talk about is uh, something: your Michigan Wolverines. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I haven't heard of a punishment yet for Juwan Howard. As we're recording this, correct. Yes. Right, and correct. That guy, he one, he's a hothead. He's always been a hothead. But you can't be a hothead and lead a team of young men mm-hmm. and, and set the piss-poor example mm-hmm. that he is setting as a coach. He had a problem last year. Yeah, with Mark with, Turgeon in Maryland. With, yeah, yeah, in Maryland. And now, this time, he has a problem with uh, the, the the Wisconsin coach. Mm-hmm. And, you know. Greg Gord. Yeah. yeah, and then he turned around, he took a swing and, and really bitch slapped the uh, the assistant coach mm-hmm. from Wisconsin because he didn't keep his fist, and you know, closed. He went ahead and opened it and raked him across the face. Right. But either way, you're making contact yeah. a physical altercation with another with another coach yeah i mean i look you know i'm a huge michigan fan but i it, it's it looks terrible it, it's terrible uh, there, there's no excuse for that uh he should not have done that he has been a hothead uh look uh, he's going to be on thin ice in terms of any incidents like this in the future i mean obviously he would be out some people think you know he deserves to be fired i don't believe that's going to happen but certainly a suspension will come a fine will come and i wonder maybe to reinforce the point of what the Big Ten does, I wonder if the team, or excuse me, if the school says, you know what, you're done for the rest of the year, uh, the regular season and tournament. I, yeah, I don't know if they go that far, but they might at least extend the amount of games that he's suspended for uh, in addition to what the Big Ten levies. I guess they're saying the Big Ten would fine him and then suspend him maybe – 
you know, four well, games, well, the five NCAA games, something like that. Well, sportsmanship guide is two games and a $10,000 fine. Okay. Now, when they make that announcement joint with Michigan, whenever that is, today, tomorrow, whatever. Well, the Big Ten Conference has something to say about this, too. Yeah. So do they come out and do they extend that suspension? And it'll be interesting. And Now, don't get me wrong. Guard's kind of at fault here, too, because when they were going to shake hands— right. Right. You know, Howard wasn't going to shake hands. Right. And, and, and then he, gra- right, he grabbed him to explain why he called one of the timeouts. But it, you got to use your head. And, and again, I, I don't think guard meant it. Uh, he, he didn't mean it to be, hey, you know, hey, listen to me. He didn't mean it that way, but he was trying to explain. But still, that was not a wise move when you know that the coach is angry, wasn't shaking hands. You, you just, you, that's not don't something touch you somebody should. Else. Yeah, yeah, you don't touch somebody else like that. And then for the assistant to get involved as well with whatever he said that set off Howard to do what he did, you know, that, look, know your role, stay aside. That was between the two head coaches. There was no need for him to get involved like that. But so, all the players got involved, everybody was Well, and then, involved, right, so. and then, and then that got a little bit ugly. They said maybe some people were hurt. Uh, but, yeah, it, it, it doesn't set a good example. This isn't the first time that uh, he's been a hothead and – He's quickly going to have to clean up that part of uh, you know his conduct uh, on the uh, on the sideline. Yeah, I mean I'm not making yeah. excuses for it. I'm I'm as disappointed and upset, and it it I I hate to see the lack of maturity for somebody that's leading young men that's not setting an example that they need to be, and to have the players have to restrain them. Uh, it's not supposed to be that way. It's supposed to be if anything the other way around, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Are are you excited? for this NCAA tournament this year. I mean, Maryland's not going to be in. Virginia Tech's probably not going to be in unless they somehow, um, you know, pull out a, a, a win in the ACC tournament. I just don't see how they can do it. But are you excited for this NCAA tournament? You know, I'm not as much as I used to be. And I think just on a personal level, I've got so much going on right now that I haven't paid as close attention to the entire landscape of college basketball as I usually do. Obviously, I know the Big Ten very well because Maryland plays in it, but I can't say that I've really followed many of the other schools in the other conferences, so I I don't have that knowledge. Uh, So that's the only reason I'm not as excited, but I certainly will watch as many games as I can. It seems as if the teams at the top, it's been, and I know there's been some fluctuation to an extent, but many of the names at the top as we see it today, uh, Mark, have have been there in some sort of order pretty much all year. The Gonzagas, the UCLA's, the Purdue's, uh, to an extent, you know, Kentucky, Arizona most certainly has been there. I know Auburn has uh, gotten up to, to number one, the highest ranking they've ever had before. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the top is pretty much – um, solidified themselves for a while there, just you know, mixing up what numbers from week to week. Yeah, UCLA's back down to 12. Baylor, who was up at the top, they dropped like a lead balloon. They're back to 10. Okay, yeah, you see, you're right. UCLA has yeah. dropped a little bit further. Um, yeah. But, you know, right now, Gonzaga, Arizona, Auburn, Purdue mm-hmm. – you know, which kind of surprised me, but they've 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 got some bigs there. I mean, well, they've got well. See, realize they've got a lot of young guys that played last year, yeah. and so they're bringing that experience back. Plus, some of the seniors they have. Uh, Jaden Ivey is a pro prospect. They've got uh, Zach uh, Eady, I believe it is, the seven foot three center. Uh, they've got uh, Travion Williams is very good forward off the bench. Uh, they've got yeah, they've got a really good team there. And yeah. I think the Big Ten tournament's wide open. 
You've got, well, right now, just taking a look at who's going to win the regular season, you've got Purdue and Illinois, but right at the top there as well, you've got uh, Rutgers, who's unranked, but they're 10 and 5 of the conference, but they have, look at the amount of quality conference wins, or excuse me, top 25 wins they have, but then they've lost uh, to some dud teams. Uh, But yeah, you've got, again, Illinois, Purdue, uh, Ohio State, Michigan State, Mm -hmm. Rutgers. You got five, six teams in the mix. I think I'm missing out a team or two there. Did I mention Illinois? You did mention Illinois. Uh, You've also got Iowa in there. Um, Michigan State has kind of disappeared as well. They lost two games last week to Illinois and Penn State. So, yeah. 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 But, uh, yeah, I'm just saying I'm excited about it. I mean, I've got my charity numbers, and we'll see how it plays out. I will be doing a bracket this year. I'll put it that way, which I'm surprised. It'll be the first time in in many a year. But just with a lot going on right now, I haven't paid as close attention to the landscape uh, or to the entire entire college basketball field. Well, let's uh, shift our focus. Locally, I know, though. Locally, I'm good about it. I know my local teams. Still in college, uh, this portion of the podcast uh, is sponsored by our friends at an optical gallery and Hook Optics. Yes, uh, you've got to get these sunglasses. The sunshine is out and springtime just around the corner. If, you, if you're one of those that likes to be on the water, boy, these glasses are amazing. And, of course, no matter where you are, everyday use, you can wear your Hook Optics sunglasses. Stop by an optical gallery, whether you do so in Centerville on West Water Street, in downtown Easton on Harrison Street, or in West Ocean City in the Teal Marsh Plaza, stop by and ask to try on the Hook sunglasses. And they've got the women's frames now as well. Polarized, just they're, they're good glasses. And uh, uh, there's no doubt about the quality. Check them out. Check them out online, hookoptics.com and eyesandart.net. So uh, baseball and softball. Um, and, and lacrosse for the uh, colleges. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, Salisbury opened up uh, their season with a big win. Uh, they beat Stevenson 15-5, and, uh, and then they turn around. Uh, you get Maryland opened up big this weekend with a, a big win over Syracuse. Syracuse. Yeah, number nine Syracuse. They're 3-0. Yeah. and oh. Yep. Yeah, playing uh, in the carrier down there. Yeah, and then, of course, as far as, you know, uh, uh, Maryland's baseball team. You know, Off to a 3-0 start. They yeah. swept Baylor this weekend. Yeah. 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 So, and there's just... Yeah, get out and check out these games, whether you do it at Chesapeake or the you know, Chesapeake's baseball team and softball team getting in, into action here in the, in the next couple of weeks. And yeah, get out and check these games out. These are people well, Let's not to forget me. Salisbury baseball and softball. Yes, actually, yeah. uh, we'll be trying to reach catch back up um, with uh, with our man Troy Brohan as well. Yeah, well, they're off to a 2-3 and three start. Mm-hmm. Now, they played Cortland State, who was ranked. Now, the cha- rankings are going to change because Salisbury came in number one right. uh, because they're defending champs and such. But they uh, they had a few losses to start the year. So it was, it's been a little rough going. It's still so early. But, and of course, everybody's targeting them because they're number one. Right. But they lost to uh, Cortland State on Sunday in uh, extra innings, 10-9. to nine. Yeah. And, uh, but Cortland State's number two. Of course, Cortland State's also a good lacrosse team in Division Three as well. You've probably heard of them. But, yeah, the, the Seagulls not off to the start that they were hoping. I'm sure Coach Brohan would have liked a little bit better start, but still a long way to go. But they'll probably drop in the uh, rankings for sure, but they'll be back up at the top, I'm sure, in no time. Yeah, you're right, two and three. And uh, they've lost a couple of those games that have come in the ninth inning. 
So they're on that yes. three-game three losing streak. They lost to Widener 4-1 mm-hmm. in the ninth inning. Mm-hmm. And they also, uh, like you said, lost to Cortland as well. I think Alfred State, was that a team they beat or lost? I, I don't uh, remember. They ended up beating Alfred State okay. twice, gotcha. in fact. Okay, uh, those yeah, were the two wins, yeah. In a doubleheader. So mm-hmm. they've got Oswego coming up, Virginia Wesleyan. and uh, uh, They play a ton of games at home this year, Mark. Yeah, they ton really do. Yeah. They really do. And so. the SU softball team off to a 4-0 start. They swept a doubleheader on Sunday, and then I guess one on t- Saturday as well. Yeah, or or one Friday and one Saturday, however that went. Yeah. So just good stuff. The, the Lacey Lister down there uh, coaching that team uh, as well, who was at uh, Washington College and uh, was at North Carolina. She played at North Carolina, so mm-hmm. um, it's good to see her doing well as well. So yeah, they uh, they picked up uh, on Sunday. They beat uh, De Salas, I guess it is. Um, uh, they swept them in a doubleheader. Uh, beat them uh, 18 to 1 total in two games, 9 0 and 9 1. But mm-hmm. follow along, get out to these games if you can, and support these athletes. And, you know, we don't have Major League Baseball. And uh, I'm not, not right now. I'm not really going to miss it because, you know, the, the Nationals are um, they're going to suck this year. So I'd rather go and watch the uh, the local kids play. They don't have as big a they don't have as big a rebuilding job as some other teams do. But yeah, they, they're not supposed to be one of the better teams. Yeah. But who knows? We, you know, last year the NL East, we assumed certain things were gonna, that that was going to be the best division of baseball. And early on, everybody sucked. Yeah, <laughs> of course, they, you know they beat up each other after a while too. To be fair, but Atlanta yeah came around. But you expected more from some of the other teams. It didn't didn't happen. Absolutely, Mark Potter, Mike Bradley. Why don't we go ahead and catch up uh, uh, right now? Well, we've already done that, didn't we? Yeah, we did the mental health. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So this final portion of the podcast is sponsored by our friends at Queenstown Bank, your hometown community bank, serving the Midshore for over 120 years, convenient online and in-person banking. Plus, they have money to lend. Get more info at any Queenstown Bank location or go to queenstownbank.com. So, uh, closing comments. Um, you know, looking ahead, uh, the what is it, the uh, USFL? I guess coming back April sixteenth. Yeah, with the start of that, you know, I don't know. They're having a draft, and we don't even know what players are available for the draft. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's a blind draw. I mean, they have what eight teams right now. Yeah. There's a team in Philly nearby. Yeah. And that'll be, I guess, the closest to to our area uh, to be able to watch. And there may be a team at Pittsburgh, too, actually, I believe. And and I know there's one in Birmingham. I I saw the ad for that one. Right, right. Which was one of the USFL cities. Yeah. yeah. So Mm -hmm. it'll be interesting to see how that takes off. And does it it stay alive? You know, because we had the XFL came back. And then it petered out yeah. after a week or two, mm-hmm. you know. So I, do I think I think it's a great it is a great tool because much like the NBA and the G League, I, I think that there's a place for these kids to get uh, a place to go to continue to improve upon their skills. Well, Mark, it, it, and I agree with you on that. It, it's ultimately going to be how good a promotion do they do, the quality of product, and give me a reason to get invested in these guys. Right. And again, that goes back to, to really good promotion. You know, if it's good football, and if it's some names that you know of, you know, if, it, if it's guys that, okay, yeah, I follow this guy in college and so on and so forth, Again, it's all how they package it. It's the quality of play on the field. And I'll say this. 
they're certainly hoping that Major League Baseball gets delayed for a while longer because that gives them a little bit more of an opportunity to get in front of faces that they might not normally get in front of because of the competition with the two. But if MLB gets delayed by a month or two, the USFL has a, an opportunity here to see if they can uh, you know, bring in the fans. I don't know what target audience they're going after. I haven't researched that. But, uh, you know, I, it, the other question is, is there a burn factor? Do you get burned out from the NFL? Now, 17 games, the playoffs, you get to a day before Valentine's Day. I got to tell you, for somebody that follows high school, college, and the pros, I didn't even want 17. I was fine with 16. But am I okay with there not being football right now? Honestly, I am. I get burned out after a while. But look, again, if the USFL as a quality product, if they give me a reason to get invested in it, yeah, maybe I'll give it a shot. Yeah, you're taking two months off. Then get back into it. Relax. Enjoy it a little bit. Well, you're right because yeah. you have uh, you know, all of uh, well the rest of February and all of March before yeah. they start up. So yeah, that, that's fair. So yeah, maybe it, the juices get flowing again. Yeah, yeah, so we'll have to check it out. And, and I'll see. certainly do that. Yeah. yeah, we'll definitely see. Well, listen, we want to thank you for listening today. Make sure you continue to follow along. Congratulations to Decatur. They won the uh, Bayside Wrestling Championship with yeah. eight a record eight individual titles yeah but they so. they won the 2a before they won the Bayside. It's weird right they had yeah. the states oh, before the, the, duels. the yeah yeah with the well, duels, now yeah. the regionals start this coming weekend mm-hmm. and they'll have regional and then they'll go back to states and, and it'll be all individual stuff from this point forward yeah uh, also congratulations to the eastern swim team mm-hmm. eastern high school swim team both the boys and girls uh swept uh, the uh, the region titles, the 1A, 2A, 3A combined East region title, they have states coming up this weekend as well. Cambridge South Dorchester won the 1A East region track and field mm-hmm. uh, title, Definitely. and uh, they'll have uh, states coming up as well. Nice. So congratulations to all those teams. It's always good to see the Shore doing well. Yeah, and it's uh, worth giving another shout-out to the St. Michael's boys basketball team ending that 11-year drought. Yes, <laughs> that's right. So, uh, yeah. Uh, well-deserved, for sure. Yes. They, they, they fought long and hard. So uh, for uh, Mike Bradley, I'm Mark Potter. Hey, make sure you share, please, so more people know all about our podcast that's here. And uh, don't be afraid to go to shoresportsmd.com and check it out. we got a lot of information there uh, in, in all the different pages. So uh, check it out. We'd love to have you uh, stop by for a visit. Have a great week, and we'll see you next Tuesday right here on Time Out with Shore Sports, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. You've been listening to the Time Out with Shore Sports podcast with Mark Potter and Mike Bradley, presented by the Preston Automotive Group. Look for another timeout soon here on shoresportsmd.com.